most loving gracious heavenly father we just wanted to thank you for this wonderful wonderful week which is in front of us father thank you for giving us another day to live for your glory lord as we start this day we surrender this day unto you lord i especially pray for this monday manna lord i ask you to anoint richie as he delivers the message we need you more than anything else today father people are running helter skelter for various things but all is required is only you and we have you father lord as we hear the word let it penetrate our heart and do the right thing what it's expected us to do father bless you lord thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen amen and today we have richard uncle with us to share this week's monday manna oh to thank you samson thank you samson uh, it's a delight to speak with you this morning uh, this morning i thought we will do something different uh, i was led to do a, a place before you three things uh, uh, the things that we are lacking or most like, likely to lack in this end time season i know all the signs of the end time i have been thoroughly studied by many there are many scholars i will not go there but i want to just analyze us us as believers us as children of god and after to see how we can remedy that three things i believe that we are lagging in 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 this time the first matter in which we are lagging i believe is i want to read from hebrews chapter 4 hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart for the word of god is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword i want us to read a verse connected to that which is ephesians chapter 6 Ephesians chapter six, the armor of God, and at the very end, verse seventeen, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take up the helmet of salvation and sword of the spirit. which is the word of god the hebrew passage word of god is living and active and 
sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge and the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Word of God, according to Ephesians, is the only weapon in our armor. All other things in Ephesians 6, 13 onwards, 14 onwards, having girded your loins with truth, Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Again, it's a protective. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Again, protective. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Again, protective. Take the helmet of salvation. We read that. Again, protective. The only weapon given to us is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Or is it called the Word of God and the sword of the Spirit? Because the Spirit's role, the Spirit's part in bringing the Word of God to us. It's only the Holy Spirit that brings the Word of God to us. Makes it known. And then it is only the Holy Spirit that deploys the word of God. When we deploy the word of God, the Holy Spirit calls it forth, makes it to come true. The word of God is fulfilled when the Holy Spirit ensures God's word is fulfilled. It passes through us. We get to use God's word and the Holy Spirit that which brought the, who brought the word of God to us, made, revealed it to us, also now enforces it on our behalf because it is God's word. That is the purpose of God. For the word of God. God of, word of God brought to us by the Holy Spirit, deployed by you and me, and brought forth, accomplished by the Holy Spirit. This is the most unused weapon in our lives. You may say, how, brother, I read the Bible. Yeah, you read it for your encouragement. We read it for edification. We read it for uh, reminding us the loss of God. We read it for our strengthening, but very rarely do we, we do we use it as a sword. Very rarely do we bring the word of God into life's struggles, deploying it as a weapon as it's supposed to be. We use it in a very defensive way. All the other things are defensive, and we also make this defensive. That is encouragement, strengthening, you know, blessing somebody, encouraging somebody, enabling somebody, strengthening. All of that is good. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying don't do with that. I'm just saying 
we have deployed it in a defensive manner so often that we have not progressed to deploy it in the offensive manner. That's what it's supposed to be. Nothing can stand against the word of God. And the Holy Spirit is saying, deploy it. I will come and enforce it. One of the least used in, 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 in the Christian believer's armory, but present in his armory, but very rarely deployed as an offensive weapon, word of God. You know, think about it. Go home or today or any time that you have, make a note of this and struggle with this. Don't let me tell you. Let the Holy Spirit tell you. All the time that you deployed the word of God as an offensive weapon. Or the times that we could have deployed it, but you didn't. And the outcome, the tragedy, the loss. I believe God is calling us. Because this is the only place we will deploy the word of God. Very soon we'll be with God himself. There is no need to deploy the word of God there. It's already as it is in heaven. It, or his, his will is completely done in heaven. We don't need to deploy the word of God there in the presence of God. This is, we are sent on a mission, a mandate, and God has given his word, which does not return empty. The most powerful tool in our hand, and we are not using it. It demolishes strongholds, demolishes powers, demolishes seen and unseen seen things. So I want to challenge you. Struggle with this. Struggle with this. Struggle with this. Don't take the easy way out. Struggle with this. Second, second matter I believe that we, again, lack as we uh, struggle through this journey is, is given clearly in Matthew 7, 7. Somebody used to say, in VBS. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be given, open to you. So often, children of God, with the awesome father, greatest father, none greater than him, and, and most powerful father, don't ask him. We try to solve our problems ourselves. It's like your children trying to pay the school fees or college fees himself or herself or your grandchildren. Trying to worry among themselves, talking to each other in the bedroom, in the playground. How are we going to pay the fees for the school or college? Are we going to take care of food for tomorrow? Who's going to pay for the picnic, for the tour? I mean, just imagine that. If your child or your grandchildren were doing that in your own home, 
not trusting the Father. That's what you and I are doing. Prayer is lacking. We don't ask anymore. We don't ask anymore. We don't go to the Father anymore. We turn to our phone or we turn to our wallet, the purse, the credit card, the bank, our accounts, our abilities, our wisdom. We have a big bill before you. We try to think all the dues. That's our immediate thought. All the people who owe you and put a list together and see how we can come up, come up with this amount. When will we learn to go to the Father immediately? Daddy, I got this. It's not my problem, really. It's really your problem. You're the provider, aren't you? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to leave it at your feet. I'm going to go out and play. I'm going to do what I'm good at. It. I'm not the provider. I'm not good at it. All the people that you've given me, staff, their salaries, their needs, Lord, it's your headache. You brought that staff. You brought this lady. You brought this work. You gave me this office. You made me sit here. It's your burden. It's yours. You take care of it. It's too much for me. If you're not here, I'm not here. If you take your hand away from this, then I'm not going to be here. I will walk away. This is your place for your honor. Go to him, push him. He's your father. If you don't push him, who's going to push him? Go for it. Plead with him. Ask him. Tell him. Tell him it's time that he delivered. Ask. Keep on asking. Luke actually says, keep on asking. Sometimes we ask, but we ask just once or twice. And then we get up and go and try to take care of it ourselves. No. Keep on asking, it says. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Seeking not elsewhere. Don't, don't get it wrong. Seeking God. Seeking within the throne room. Knocking the throne room. Knocking the door of the throne room of God. Ask. Keep on asking. It's a increasingly less present with our children also. Our grandchildren also. Watch for it. You and I, when we were children, asked much more from our parents than this present generation is asking of their parents. Somewhere along the line, we have human humanity has lost the ability to ask for help. Ask for help. Unable to ask for help. Hurting. Unable to ask for love. Wanting. Unable to request. Carrying needs. Carrying struggles. Carrying the emptiness. We walk through life carrying our needs. We walk through life from childhood to adulthood with a lot of needs unmet because you and I have not gone to the Father and had the courage to ask Him. We try to put things there. You know, 
with all the wrong things. And so it doesn't satisfy, doesn't fill. It's not enough. The word of God is saying, ask, 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 keep on asking, keep on asking. In fact, there is a condemnatory verse, which is actually very revealing. Jesus says that in John um, chapter 16, Twenty-three, later part to 24. If you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Okay? Until now, you, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. Why is it such a hard thing for you and I to ask? It's much easier to ask a bank much easier to ask a friend for some money, ask somebody in the family. We tend to ask there first and then maybe consider God. But it needs to be the other way around. Or we go and sell something that we shouldn't sell. We go and borrow something we shouldn't borrow. We don't Push God. Ask. Prayer. Prayer is the most unused um, option that we have. Whereas the word of God is the most unused weapon. Prayer is the most unused pathway in this life. Which, which won't be there in heaven at all. Because there is no temple. Temple means access. Right? God himself is the temple. There's no sun there. God himself is the light. There's no need for prayer there. <laughs> because God himself is there face to face. So that means all the deploying of the word of God needs now. All the pathways of prayer Crying out is to be now, not then. Not then. It's all granted there. There will not be any need for prayer there. All tears are wiped there. There are no tears permitted there. Evil is no more in the midst of God, God's children. Prayer, ask, plead, ask. He says, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. You, you may say, oh, no, we have. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying, what you have asked doesn't count. It's so small. It's like Kosturu in the vegetable lady throwing a few pieces of beans into your stuff or kotamali you know, or uh, anything. You know, coriander, extra, that you didn't even ask. He says, and it doesn't go into the calculation of the money transaction. That's exactly what Jesus is telling you and me. What you have asked for now doesn't count. It has not even entered our registry in heaven. That's why we are not, we are not saying you have asked. We are saying you have, not, you have not asked for anything in my name. Why? Because your father is telling you, ask of the nations. Ask of, your na ask of the nations and I will give it to you. <laughs> 
You and I are asking for a few inches and a few feet. Friends, I think we need to upgrade here. This is one area. You and I very really need to learn to grow. Grow to ask. Grow to plead. Grow to remind the word of God and ask. Ask your father. Ask our father. Ask my father. Ask our God to call it forth. Prayer. Prayer. Especially asking. And the third one I want to place before you before our time runs out is 23rd chapter of Luke. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. All the while knowing, they knew exactly what they're doing. The one who could have turned the entire human history to darkness and destruction, instead turns it to life and new beginning. Forgiveness is a great weapon, a great weapon in our hands. We need to learn to turn to it again and again. world doesn't teach forgiveness, my friend. You can go to the best of business schools. You can go to the best marketplace teachers, trainers in the world. Nobody will teach you forgiveness. If they did, they'll be stealing from you. <laughs> they may not want to acknowledge Jesus. Jesus is the pinnacle of forgiveness in all of eternity. There is no example greater than this, this Jesus. One who knew no sin, made as sin. And turning, turning around and saying, the one who was betrayed, saying, forgive them. That's our master, that's our Lord. When he has done that, when he has further forgiven us, we are the ones who kill them. When he has forgiven us, we are given the great opportunity to now in turn forgive because we have received forgiveness. Now we can give forgiveness. That's God's method. Method of the enemy, you know this? Lord revealed to me some, sometime recently Enemy's method is to hurt people, so hurt people will hurt people. Okay, you hear me this. Hurt people, hurt people. Once somebody is hurt, they will keep on hurting, right? That's enemy strategy for the world, to make the earth desolate, completely destroyed. That's what's happening. He did not reckon with this factor, that one hurt and wounded person is going to forgive. One who is being killed is going to call forth life for the one to his side saying, you'll be with me in paradise. 
the one who is being killed is calling someone to life enemy did not comprehend this and so god's method he did not understand god god's method is wounded and healed people heal people hear me hurt people god heals makes them forgive and they begin to heal people hurt people become healers the wounded becomes the ministers of healing balm what an amazing work of god completely countering the enemy strategy of hurt spreading hurt now jesus is saying hurt wounded forgiven healed restoring that is our cause that is the answer for the world the healing of the nations is because of the healing that you and i are called to take forth how forgiveness forgiveness there is no other solution for the healing of the world healing of continents healing of nations healing of states healing of communities healing of families healing of individuals healing of marriages there is nothing else in manipur forgiveness nothing can heal only forgiveness only forgiveness in in ukraine russia only forgiveness all over the world my friend the least deployed rarely you hear somebody say talk about forgiveness a great tool probably the greatest tool greatest opportunity i would say one of the greatest deployment weapon another the, the greatest pathway another the greatest opportunity forgiveness shall we pray father god continue to remind us and teach us throughout this week throughout this life lord how much we need to use your word to deploy your word as an offensive weapon that we can gain ground take over strongholds using your word teach us to do that teach these children that are on the call even today in some matter in one matter to overcome using your word i pray the same teach them to ask teach them to come to you pleading shaking you shaking your throne even lord taking hold of your feet and not letting go like a child gathering around the father grabbing the arm of the father the neck of the father saying you have to give this to me granted to them whoever is crying out to you screaming out to you today granted to them today and again tomorrow for another thing may that be our journey asking and receiving from our father Lord, finally, in this end time, there will be so many opportunities of being wounded, hurt by people. Help 
your children to forgive, to follow you, to imitate you, and to see healing flow through the nations, Lord. Flow through our families. In Jesus' name. Amen.